What's going on, folks? Welcome to a brand new episode of Young Daddy. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I got to keep it a little chill today, you know, recording this at fucking one in the morning on a Sunday, you know, had a uh, awful fucking Sunday. Let me just tell you, you know, but we're not bringing that energy into this week. This is a this is going to be a good ass week. I can feel it. We're going to get caught up. You know, you're listening to this on a Monday. You already fucking woke up. You already washed your junk in the shower, right? Got to wash off the night, you know? I don't know why we're starting this way, but listen, you try starting a show, okay? You got to fucking get loose. You got to get riffing. I had a fucking nightmare of a day, man. I I had a show. First, I was supposed to go edit these short films I've been working on. One of them is dropping today. So as soon as you're fucking done hearing this, go watch that. It's called The Breakup. It should already be out by the time this is out. Um, I hope you guys really enjoy it, man. It, it took a lot of fucking work to do, and I'm very proud of it, and I hope you guys dig it. And if you do like it, please share it. You know, Share it online somewhere on Facebook or Instagram. It's a little short film, little vignette piece that I wrote and uh, filmed with my buddy Tiago Macklin. You guys know Tiago. So. Um, other than that, we were supposed to edit the other one today that we're working on. And uh, we, I walk into the studio... And the second I walk into the studio, I see all these people, all these boxes filing out, you know, all these movers and everything. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? You know, and uh, my manager's there and he's like, oh, yeah, we're, we're moving studios. I was like, what? You didn't think to tell me? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I forgot to tell you. I'm like, I'm, I record here twice a fucking week. I'm here editing short film. You guys are just moving it? He's like, yeah. I was like, where's the new location? And he told me, I was like, okay, fair enough. I like that place, you know. So I had to set up a fucking makeshift studio in my apartment, you know, took, I took the goddamn poster out of the studio, put it up against the wall. And now I just look like an insane person who's got a fucking shrine of himself, you know, but what are you going to do? That's me now. I'm nuts. Welcome to the business. Um, but anyway, so we had to cancel editing and then I had like four hours to kill before my first show tonight. And I go to, you know, do this first show finally beforehand i went and got some seafood for the first time in a fucking while man i love seafood i got the i got a fucking shrimp cocktail with these big motherfucking shrimp dude these were like fucking radioactive shrimp these were some motherfuckers man it was delicious and uh what did i do after that and then i went first show canceled completely canceled nobody in there as i walk up to the venue a woman is literally walking out of the venue going it is, it's bad vibes in there. It is bad vibes in there. And she just walked out. And I was like, oh, yeah. That's all I could think is I've bombed in there a few times. There were fucking bad vibes. I'll tell you that. I don't know how she picked up on it. She probably walked in and heard the fucking, you know, heard a drunk driving joke I did three weeks ago still echoing off the halls. <laughs> but that was no show. And then I had another three hours to kill before my next show. So I spent the whole day just waiting around. You know, and then I uh, had my second show at Caroline's, and that was actually fun. That was a really good time. I got to work out a bunch of new stuff, so, you know, it ended up okay. I But here's the thing. I went down a fucking rabbit hole today. You know how you do on Sundays. 
I, I pull up on a, on a comic and he's like, hey, you've been gaining weight. That's how he opens it up. Right out of the fucking gate. You've been gaining weight. And I almost spit out my mayonnaise. I was shocked. You know? Completely fucking shocked. The fact that somebody would just open that way and I was like, is it, is it noticeable? You know, am I becoming a, a chunky monkey out here? Am I getting a little chubby wubby? Huh? You know? I always feel like I have a dad bod, but I hide it well. And he was like, yeah, man, you know, I'm just trying to keep it honest with you. And I was like, God damn it. And then I started thinking, you know, I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, I should really fucking start eating proper. I know I say this every goddamn week that I'm going to I'm going to do this diet. I'm going to kill the maker of keto, whatever, you know. But I realized I was like, man, it's probably been I don't think I've ever gone an entire week in my life without eating some kind of fast food. How crazy is that? I don't think I've ever gone seven days, maybe even like four days without eating fast food in the last 20 years. You know, that's, that's, that's nuts. So I wrote down all these goddamn goals. You know what I mean? I I, want to play around with the idea of discipline because as a comedian who gets to sleep in till two o'clock every day and go do shows and just do whatever I want, I don't have any, you know what I mean? So I decided I'm going to start having a little discipline first. I'm about to download my fitness pal. I'm going to get I'm going to get 2000 calories a day. Keep it at that. Try to cut the carbs a little bit, you know? Maybe I don't need four pastas a day. Maybe I can do three. We'll see what happens. So, I need to go get like some protein and shit. I don't know. I, I I'm really coming into this nutrition game without a lot of info. I did it once. I once lost like 80 pounds, but all I did was literally eat chicken breasts, rice and broccoli. And that was back when I lived in North Carolina. And I'll tell you, since I moved four and a half years ago to New York City, I don't think I've grocery shopped once. I don't think I've ever bought a thing from a grocery store that wasn't like a water. You know? Isn't that crazy? I mean, every single meal I eat, it's like Chipotle, fucking, and then I'll go have dinner at a restaurant. You know, I got I to gotta chill out. I got to learn how to cook. I got to go buy some fucking pots and pans and shit. You know? I want to be that guy. I want to be that suave guy. Hey, babe, you want to come over for dinner? Guess what? I just fucking cooked it up. You come through. You see, I got the fucking penne a la vodka sizzling. Pop, 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 pop. Got the fucking chicken breast cut up. Got a grilled salmon coming in hot. I, I want to know how to make all this, you know? I can make a couple things, but I want to know what the hell I'm doing. Column, actually. Column Turtle's a great fucking cook. That guy knows, he knows the temperatures you got to cook shit at, you know? He's one of these guys. So... That's what I'm trying to do. And and basically, this is the whole conversation I'm having in my head just because this guy said, hey, you're getting fat. And I'm having this whole monologue outside of a comedy show that's not going to happen for like 20 minutes. And then finally, he's like, you've been real quiet. And I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm planning for the future, okay? But yeah, and I was I was doing great in the boxing gym too. I had like a fucking, I had like a real solid two-month stretch where I was boxing. I was feeling good, you know? I could do... 100 jump ropes after before and after training you know and then uh got so caught up with everything else i've been working like crazy man with these shorts and with the stand-up and all this shit so i gotta get back on the horse i I spent so much money on boxing gear i got the fucking gloves i got i got boxing shoes you know special training shoes and, and a bag and everything and i haven't gone in a goddamn month it's it's unacceptable so i gotta do my goal is 2,000 calories a day and do a, some form of exercise every single day until I'm really back full force in the boxing gym. And, uh, 
you know, I was thinking what else can I do that's not just physical in terms of discipline. And I'll tell you, I deleted my Snapchat today probably six times. I'm really wrestling. I mean, how sad is that? How fucking sad is that? That that's like a, a, a struggle that a 22-year-old faces these days. You know, 100 years ago, it was like, hey, we should probably invent electricity. It's fucking dark. Now it's like, I don't, I, should I have a Snapchat? I don't know. Is it taking away from my Pinterest hours? I can't tell, you know? But the, the thing is, here's what I love about Snapchat. Titties, okay? I love seeing titties. But here's the problem. I don't like that I'm refreshing it. I don't like that I'm fucking spending all this time going through my apps over and over again. You know, it just becomes a little cycle. What you do is you open your Instagram, you look at your notifications, you look at the stories, you look at your DMs, and then you just go to Twitter. And then once you went through, you're probably doing this right now. And then once you go through Twitter, it goes to fucking Facebook. And then once you see what your aunt posted on Facebook about being a Republican, it goes to Snapchat. And then as soon as you finish that and you check your email, you just do the whole cycle again. It's like you just keep pedaling and pedaling and pedaling. It's like, what a waste of goddamn time, you know? It's brutal. What a waste of time. It's like, we're not supposed to be living that way, man. Unless you're, you know, watching my stuff or you're following my Instagram, you're not supposed to be on it. It's not good for you. And we're all on it and we're all just looking at people's asses and their fucking Rolexes and their yachts that they don't actually own. You know what I mean? We got to cut that shit out. I'm telling you, it's not healthy for us. So that's what I was thinking. I'm going to try to limit that as much as I can. You know, I like going live on Instagram with you guys and that shit, but I'm going to stop being a fucking, I'm going to stop just liking ass pictures all goddamn day. I'm going to do my best. Here's the new rule. If I like your ass picture on Instagram, I want you to DM me and go, hey, no more liking ass pics. Discipline. Okay. Let's start a fucking movement here. It's just too much, you know? Um, and then here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. No matter what you... This is what I'm learning. No matter what you do... Oh, you know what? Actually, really quickly, I will say this. Once I started thinking, okay, here's all this shit I want to do, right? Came home after a long fucking day, lit a nice candle, you know? A nice three-wick candle, a big boy, a heavy duty, a biggin. And then uh, took a nice shower, you know? It was like the first time of the day I didn't have headphones playing some shit or an interview i just turned everything off went to the shower relaxed you know had a nice time might have jerked off i definitely did but it is what it is you do that in the shower okay that way there's no fucking cleanup what towel you don't need one you know what i mean you just let everything go down the drain let all those memories just go down the drain and that's it literally so and then you know then you fucking, you, you, you do a little trimming, you do a little manscape, you do a little shave. Next thing you know, you're brushing your teeth, you know? Next thing you know, you're fucking flossing. And then you come out and just naturally your body wants to keep this high going. You want to keep feeling good. You want to keep this momentum going. What do you do? You pull out the CeraVe or V or Sarah's V. Sarah's V. That's how we're going to say it. It's all about Sarah's big V. And, you know, you start rubbing that on your elbows. You might even put a little on your chest. Get all fucking lubed up. Get moist, you know. Then you take your fucking, you do your skincare. You do a little fucking, you do a little fucking cleanser. You do a little fucking exfoliator. You do a little fucking toner. You know what I mean? After that, you might fuck around. You put on a fucking moisturizing cream. You might even put on a night mask. But the, the point of the story here is 
If you just put one foot in the front of the other in terms of doing something good, getting some goddamn momentum going, your body wants to keep it going. That's what I'm learning. So, you know, I'll be, uh, I'm going to try to keep moisturizing out here. That's the, that's the big point here. <laughs> but here's the thing. So I wanted to start reading more. I go to the Strand in New York City, huge bookstore, well-known. Sorry, my fucking AC is like freaking out. Um, I go to the Strand. First of all, if you want to, let me tell you this. This is what I learned. You want to go pick somebody up? You want to go meet a cutie? With a, with, with a little intellect, go to a bookstore. I can't recommend The Strand enough if you live in New York. I mean, you're just walking down the aisles, just beautiful, intelligent chicks everywhere. You know, dudes walking around. Everybody's got glasses on. I find glasses so sexy. I got to say, I fucking love glasses on people. So you see in that, and, I, and it's also like this, it's the, you could walk up, hey, what are you reading there? What is that? You want to? Come read some time with me. You want to read me a little bedtime story? Oh, look at you knowing how to read. Look at you really out here bragging. You in between the aisles reading murder mysteries. Look at you. You all edgy. You know what I mean? It's, it's so easy to approach in there. Take a fucking shot. I think, I think the world would be a better place if we all started picking people up at bookstores. You know? It'd be nice. At least, you know, these people got some fucking discipline. But anyways, I decide I'm going to buy this book. I've, I've heard about this book for a million years. It's called Crime and Punishment by Fyodor Dostoevsky. It's like the real deal, Russian literature. Everyone's depressed. It's, fu- it's a nightmare, okay? And I have another one of his books. I got halfway through it. I couldn't do it anymore. All right, it's just too fucking much. So I read this one. I'm, I'm like 20 pages in. And in this book, a murder is going to happen. And it's all about this guy like fucking dealing with the guilt of it and this and that, right? So, because he, he decides to kill this fucking lady. So, as I'm reading it, I'm getting so worked up and like anxious and just not happy about how he's describing the world and how brutal everything is. And I know it's only going to get worse, you know? And I, and I keep sitting there and wrestling with it going like, man, this is a fucking great book, but it's making me feel like shit. It's really depressing me. It's making me feel fucking anxious. But I was like, but I'm learning a lot. This is good for me. I should power through. But then I sat with it for another day. And I got to say, from what I read, it might have been the start of the best book I've ever read. But as I ke- and then I kept thinking, going, man, it's giving me such a negative feeling in my body. You can't ignore that fucking feeling. I finally decided, you know what? I'm going to swallow my pride. I'm going to put this book back on the fucking shelf. I don't like looking at it for some reason. It makes me upset and I'm going to stop fucking reading it. And it, it, you know, it, it hurt to do because I went out, I fucking bought it. I already invested the hour into reading the first 15 pages. Fucking thing was 20 bucks. You know what I mean? And now I'm just never going to read this book. And that's when I realized that I'm such a dumb person that me buying books actually hurts society because now some well-adjusted you know, wanting to learn kid is not going to be able to buy that book because I fucking bought it. It was the last one. So I bought that book just to put it in a box forever. Isn't that crazy? I guarantee as soon as I left, some kid walked in. Hi, do you have a copy of Crime and Punishment? No, some, you know, five pound overweight guy just bought it actually. Oh, that's too bad. And now no one's ever going to see it. You know what I mean? So that's when I realized I'm that dumb. I hurt society by buying books. But what am I going to do, you know? 
I, instead i sitting over here i got the fucking autobiography of malcolm x that's an interesting read i got harry potter and the goblet of fire i've been trying to get through that for the last four years you know i'm a great reader i just it's really hard for me to sit down and focus but i will finish the goddamn goblet of fire if it's the last thing i do you mark my fucking words i know you're all saying it's the best one listen i'm gonna get it done okay i didn't watch any harry potter movies till i was 20 and when I saw them, they were a big goddamn deal to me, okay? I might have gone to the wizardly world of Harry Potter, the amusement park. I might have bought a wand. I don't know. Who knows? How do you, wh- what can you prove these days, you know? So that's when I realized if, 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 no matter what, if something's giving you a fucking terrible vibe and it's, I just don't want to be around depressing shit. I don't understand how you people watch these like fucking murder shows all day. I just don't get it. How does that not just keep you up at night. You watch something like Ted Bundy or some shit. You know, it, it, it kills me just thinking about it. It's like, ugh, you want to watch this fucking creep? Like, what's the fun in it? I just don't get the fascination. It's like, I don't want to watch something that's just going to be a bummer, you know? But that's just me. I don't know. I like things that are funny. I like comedy. It makes my fucking pussy wet. You know, it makes me squirt on the ceiling. But that's just me, you know? I, I don't know what it is, too. I think it's very much a female thing to just be fucking fascinated by danger and, like, serial killers and shit. You guys love a white guy with a knife. I don't know why, but, I mean, isn't the, you know, I don't know. You're always, you're always saying, you don't know what it's like to be a woman. It's a fucking scary world out there. And then, and then you come home and you watch fucking 4,000 hours of Ted Bundy. Which side of this am I supposed to be on? <laughs> I'm just breaking your balls. But yeah, if anybody needs a copy of Crime and Punishment, I'll I'll sell you a signed one for 50 bucks. Um, just let me know. I'm also going to I'm trying to cut the porn out. It's it's pretty easy, you know. If I'm just focused on my shit, if I'm fucking, if I'm having some sex, I never watch porn, you know what I mean? But when your fuck buddy leaves, when the person you used to banging leaves, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? You come home, you got a fucking hard dick, something's, you know, something's got to happen. You know what I mean? So, but I don't think it's healthy for you. I know I've ranted about this before, but I just don't. I'm trying to, I just want to go. August is going to be discipline month, okay? That's going to be the theme. Starting off seven days without fucking fast food, all right? I'm going to be going live every day. We're going to be talking about this. I'm going to keep you posted, okay? We're going to see how it goes. I wonder if I'm going to have withdrawals. I swear to God, three days without McDonald's or Popeye's, I might have the shakes, I really might. And I don't mean the good kind of shakes, like the strawberry or the McFlurry. I mean the fucking rough kind, you know? I'm worried. I'm a little worried. (laughs) But yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, just trying to fucking be a good force in the world by breaking people's balls. Two sets of balls at a time. That's the way to do it. Um, As always, if you're enjoying the episode, take a quick second, fucking screenshot it, post it on your social media, and uh, take a second, leave a fucking five-star rating on iTunes after this episode. It really helps the show get on the charts and all that shit, and I really appreciate you, and I queued up a bunch of fucking good emails for you guys to get this thing popping off. Let's do this. I wanted to jump into this one. This one right here is called Today Bad Boys Are Not. Okay. We're all getting a little something out of this. Hey, daddy, I'm going to try to keep it short. I've been hooking up, having sex, a couple of dates with this guy who's, who has all the following red flags. There's five of them. Jesus. Okay. Ready? Number one, bailed on our first date because he was hungover. No call, nothing. Okay. First of all, that's not a good reason to bail. Second of all, no call, no call. Holy fucking shit. 
That is nuts. No call. Wow. Listen, you know what kills me? There's only one thing worse. Now, you know what? I'd say it's about even. The no call when somebody doesn't have the goddamn respect to let you know, give you a heads up, you know, that just means they don't give a shit. They're irresponsible. All right. That's enough of a fucking red flag for me. Two, this happened to me one time. Somebody wants to do something else other than and other than the date you planned. So they pretend to be sick. Oh, I'm, I'm feeling under the weather. Yeah, I've got, I'm feeling a bit sick now. I'm going to stay in. Really? Is that what you're going to do? Because your Instagram story says you're at the fucking club. You know? What's going on? Just be honest, folks. That's the whole goddamn message, you know? Whether you got to cancel on somebody because you're hungover or if you're fucking, you know, you just want to go do something else, be honest about it. What's the point of lying about dumb shit like that? Second of all, told me up front he's not looking for a serious relationship. Listen, I mean, that's about as red as a flag gets. <laughs> Number three, when he found out I earn a lot more than him, he asked me to be his sugar mama semi-seriously. Jesus. All right. Let's keep it. This is getting fucking worse and worse. Number four told me he shoplifts slash steals things. That's nice. You know, he probably meant it in, in a nice way of like, hey, if you want like that Chanel bag, I got you. You know what I mean? A little five finger disc discount. And uh, then he, and then she says, when I got judgmental about it, he played it off as a joke. Oh, so he's funny, too. This guy sounds great. <laughs> Number five, has problems with authority and being polite. Gets really snippy and impatient with security guards and doormen when he doesn't get good service at bars. That's very much a young man's thing. You know, when you're fucking 20 and you're hot-headed, anytime a bouncer or a security guard looks at you the wrong fucking way, you just want to pretend that you're going to fight him. But then you learn. This is a strategy you learn. Listen, as you get older. The other night I walked up to this bar, two in the morning, huge line to get in. New York City, it's like some hot fucking bar. Walk in, my friends are inside. I was going to stop in, have a drink, say hello, you know? Huge line of people. I walk right up to the door guy. I go, hey, who's working the, the line tonight? And he goes, it's that guy over there. I go, okay, cool. I walk up to him. I go, hey, man, how's it going? He goes, what's up, dude? I go, um, heard you're working the line. I got some friends inside. They told me to swing by for a drink. Um, you know, they're, they're, there's a bunch of them inside. They're having like a party. And he goes, okay, just talk to me in five minutes. I go, no problem. I look over, still a huge fucking line. You know what I mean? Sure enough, I wait five minutes. He waves me over. He goes, yo, I come over. He goes, let me see your ID. I show it to him. He lets me right in. No, and, and as I'm going in, I go, by the way, man, what was your name? He's like, it's Ty. I go, awesome, Ty. Good to meet you, man. Gave him my name and went inside. If, if in any kind of those, and listen, I'm not the kind, I don't wait in line for anything. I don't give a fuck what it is, whether it's a goddamn artisanal san francisco snow cone that's inside of a burrito or whatever fucking stupid hybrid restaurant they're opening up or if it's some fucking nightclub or whatever i don't wait in lines okay i'd rather just go home i'm not doing a fucking line it's never worth it all right what, what are we doing we're gonna wait for this goddamn bar that's just like every other bar why you know but if you really want to try to fucking finesse it do that just try to be nice say hello give the person respect make them feel good like they're in it, you know, and sometimes granted, they're going to be dickheads about it because people let the smallest amount of power get to their head. But sometimes it'll fucking let you skip a line of 30 people in their fucking high heels. You know what I mean? So anyways, back to the email. Um, here are the pros. Looks like we got a couple. She goes, the dick is good. 
There you go. Number two, very pretty. Number three, very intelligent, like knows literature and culture. Number four is open to spirituality, which is very important to me. We've meditated together. I'm going to fucking throw up. Jesus Christ. And he's curious about that stuff, which is a turn on for me. Listen, let me tell you something. One, the fact that you meditated together for some reason really goddamn grosses me out. All right. You can do it alone. You can do it separate. But right now it just sounds like you got matching fucking sweaters. Okay. I don't like it. All right. And also, this is the thing I love. You described this guy in the first fight. This is women will just find any goddamn reason to be with a shithead. I know because I've been that shithead before, but listen, she goes, yeah, here's, he's got some red flags. He tells me he doesn't like me. He hates me. It'll never be serious. He's also kind of a thief, you know, might've committed a murder or two, but I'm white. So I love that, you know, big fan. And, uh, yeah, he's in, but here's the thing, but he's into spirituality. He's into, he Googled Hinduism. He has a lotus tattoo on his wrist. And sure, it's next to another tattoo that says fuck the police. But that is a good song in his defense. You know, listen, I think I hope every single person listening to this is screaming out at their fucking phone right now. All right. But she goes on. The last time I saw him, he came to my place drunk and I told him I wasn't in the mood for sex. So he left, a.k.a. drove back to his place drunk. Okay. well, at least he's fucking, you know, at least he's a good driver. She goes, should I keep seeing this guy or is it just too messy? We've been seeing each other for a month now, so I'm somewhat invested. I always get attracted to bad boys and it sucks because I feel like they're not relationship material. Love the show. It liberates me from the shackles of seriousness around sex and relationships imposed upon my mind by the society we live in. Did he write that fucking sentence? I love this podcast. It just like frees me from the shackles, man. Oh shit, that's a cop. Go. You know, what are you going to do? No, listen. You should hearing back your own goddamn email. You should realize that you need to grow up just a little bit. It's nice to be around a guy with an edge. I definitely have a fucking edge. You know, if I feel disrespected, I might go off the handle a little bit, but I try to handle things like a diplomat, right? But this is just a nightmare in a fucking, no, you got to grow up and you got to let yourself understand that you don't have to be around people that make you constantly want drama or make you constantly feel like they might not like you. Because that's exactly what's going to happen. You're just describing a dude who either needs to fucking grow up and go through his shit and, and seek some responsibility, you know what I mean? And go make some goddamn money or, or some form of success in his own life that's fulfilling or probably needs to go do a little juvie. You know, little juvie never hurt nobody. <laughs> Get this guy in a fucking scared straight program. And uh, that's it. That's what I think you need to do. This is a pretty easy one to me. Um, here's the next email. Third date feels hi, young daddy. So I've gone on three dates with this great guy, but like, I kind of don't know anything about him and he doesn't really know much about me. You've gone on three dates. You don't know anything about him. He doesn't know anything about you. I don't understand how that's even fucking possible. She goes, how do I ask him about his family slash goals without sounding like I'm interviewing him? Thanks. You know what you could do? I actually had a friend that, uh, a girl showed up on a date with a notepad and had like 10 questions personalized, but she made them fun and kind of weird. You could do that. You can make a joke out of it. If you're afraid, you got to take things the other direction. If you're afraid that it's going to sound too much like an interview, legitimately make it an interview. Show up in fucking glasses. You know what I mean? Power skirt. Have the notepad out. 
make a joke out of it. Or I don't, I don't understand what you people are fucking talking about. Are you looking at your watch and the weather? You're on three goddamn dates. What don't you know? I, me on a first date, I will ask you how you feel about a thumb on the asshole. Okay? I just want to know that we both enjoy a thumb on our assholes. I will get, you know, I will fucking, you got to get it out of the way. You got to talk about the real shit. You know what I mean? This is very important stuff. People's goals that you need to know people's goals. Yeah. Why don't you just ask them some fucking questions that you want to know? Also, here's a little pro tip. Um, if you want to get to know certain things about a person, you want to hear their side of it, say your side of it first. You want to know what his goals are or what it's like with his family. Start talking about your family. Just start t- describing your family. Describe a memory with your family. I guarantee he'll go, oh, yeah, my family is kind of like that. And then he'll tell you a fucking story. You can, you know, people want to relate. You can kind of trick people into talking about what you want to talk about. You want to hear about a topic about him. If you don't want to just ask him flat out, try bringing it up yourself. Put it on you. Maybe he wants to know about your fucking family and goals and doesn't want it to sound like an interview. You know, why don't you fucking play that card? I think that would work out great for you. Um, here's an email dating question for the pot. Hey, I'm a 21 year old female from Cincinnati. So I went on a couple dates now with this 25 year old guy I met through hinge, but there's a few concerns with him, And I wanted to see what you think about him. Our first date, he took me to a very expensive restaurant to try and impress me. That's a fucking amateur move. First date. You never go big. You always keep it light. You know, why commit so much? She goes, it resulted in him pretty much ordering for me and not even walking me to my car afterwards. Our third date was this past sat was this past Saturday. That's how fat I am. I just I see past and I immediately start saying pad Thai. Our third date was pad Thai. Third date was this past Saturday, and I've noticed he doesn't even hold the door open for me. Just opens it and walks in first. We're, I've been getting a lot of fucking emails about this. He shows some affection towards me and keeps asking to see me. Tells me I'm mysterious and he likes that about me but wants me to open up more. He barely asks any questions or anything to get to know me and is actually very hard to read. I've just kind of observed his behavior but at this point I think I need to say something to him but I don't know how to go about it. Do you think I'm asking too much too soon? I mean I know I'm damn well capable of opening a door for myself and all but I also want someone who's a gentleman and who can do basic gentleman things. I feel like that's just common courtesy and showing the girl that you care about them. Am I crazy for this? Thanks. No, you're not fucking crazy for it. Listen, when it, a lot of, I'm getting a lot of emails about chicks being pissed that their guys are not fucking holding doors for them. So if you're a dude, open the fucking door for your girl. All right. To have some, have a little fucking common sense. How's that not common sense to people? But you know what it comes down to? It's, it's parenting. That's exactly what it is. There's probably a pretty good chance his, his dad didn't open the door for his mom. You know, it all comes down to what you see. And there's a pretty good chance he didn't watch Goodfellas or any of those classic fucking gangster movies throughout his life that help you know you got to act like a man. You got to open the fucking door, hold the door for people, you know? And I also, I don't know if this can, if this can be taught. Because if you tell a guy, I really like when you open the door for him, now he's just going to do it, you know, as like a, look what I did for you. It's got to be ingrained in you. If you got a, if you have a kid, start teaching them th- this at an early age so this doesn't happen to other people. And hopefully within 60 years, we'll solve this problem. You know what I mean? Just generationally. Um, yeah, this is, you know, you might want to bring it up, but I think also 
this is this is just uh you want somebody who's a little more of a fucking gentleman i don't know if you can really change that in people you know what i mean not authentically people kind of are who they are i think in these kind of ways um hopefully you know who knows maybe he actually learns about this have him watch mad men that's another thing have him watch don draper for three episodes if he's not holding fucking doors for you there's no goddamn chance if he's watching mad men he doesn't want to be like don draper even a little bit you know smoking cigarettes gelling his fucking hair back being the total gentleman then there's no chance but you should bring it up you shouldn't be quiet about this with all issues you should bring it up you have a right to be bothered about this it's a big turnoff i i could if i was a chick and a dude was you know just opening the door and walking in and leaving i'd be like what the fuck dude you know and then he takes you to a restaurant and makes it all weird on the first night it sounds like this dude like read a shitty you know mad magazine or something about what gentlemen are like take her to the expensive restaurant order one thing you know and then he forgot all the other shit the more important if he would have just taken you to a normal restaurant or even a place that was like fucking 10 15 bucks a person you know but he would have held the door for you and made you laugh you would have had a much better time right or wrong it's important folks um next email i'm weak for an angry frat boy by the way if you have an email send it into yung daddy show at gmail.com um these are going let's see these are i'm up to about six days ago so i'm almost caught up we're about a week behind there's probably still another fucking 20 or 30 emails that i'm behind but and also if your email got passed over it might be because it's too fucking long all right less screenshots get to the goddamn point you know keep it tight or I, I might have just not seen it. So feel free to send it a second time. Um, this email is called, Hey, Lev, I'm obsessed with your show. I've told all my friends about it, and we all think you'll be super famous in like two months. So I had to write in before I lose any chance of you answering. I'll try to keep this as short as possible. I had a girl. She goes, I met a guy freshman year. At first, I didn't even find him attractive, but eventually fell for him really hard. That's why fucking women are better, man. That never happens <laughs> the other way around. Yeah, she was a real fucking nightmare to look at, but I'll tell you, she had a winning personality. You never hear that. From the beginning, he was known as a tool, and all of his friends were surprised. He wanted to cuff me so bad, but I finally let him in. Basically, into the, into the first month, there were issues about him not being loyal, but we both have issues with getting blackout drunk, so I've looked past mistakes. He does literally everything for me, and I can tell he loves me, and the sex is insane. I mean, so good that it's been three years, and the other day we were on the highway and had to pull over because we wanted each other so bad. That's pretty fucking hot. Um, she goes, he's fucked me over a lot, and in result made me look really stupid for staying around him. So out of spite the other night, I fucked his best friend. Well, that just sounds like a nice way to, for you guys to you know, get past your problems. <laughs> I feel really guilty, and I don't know if I should tell him or not since we're probably about to get back together. Jesus. All right. She goes, I sound like the bad guy, but trust me, that's not how it is. Besides not being sure if I should come clean, I wonder if you think it's possible to love someone but still cheat on them. My friends say he can't possibly love me if he does that to me, but it's just, it's not like it's never been emotional cheating just in the moment drunk shit. Also, as much as you hate when girls come on too strong, I just wanted to say you're definitely one of the sexiest guys I've seen. Should have told that to the guy who fucking called me fat today. And I wish we could meet because you have the same sense of humor and yet keep being awesome. Listen, this doesn't sound like a really fucking healthy, proper relationship. And uh, here's the thing. I do. This is a complicated answer because I do think you can love somebody and still cheat on them. I've never cheated, but I know a lot of dudes who absolutely love their fucking girls. Love them, but they've cheated before. You know, and usually for men, 
it's because it's just like oh i was fucking drunk this girl's super hot it's really hard to say no it's just sex this won't follow me with women it's like oh well he's being you know he, he pulled some shit so now i'm gonna fuck his best friend i'm gonna break up his lacrosse team you know get in there one stick and one ball at a time that's what i'm gonna do we cheat for different reasons that's what i'm saying but Listen, you fucked his best friend. This is only going to get worse. You guys are, are both, sounds like you're both spiteful over this kind of shit. You can't really forgive people for fucking other people just because they were drunk. I'm sorry. You know, either you decide you're going to be open and you're going to roll those dice or, uh, you're, or you're not. You know, I just, I, it just really sounds like you guys are up against a lot here. I'll be honest. I think you should probably uh, date somebody who doesn't make you feel like fucking their best friend out of spite. You know, because now you're making these decisions where you feel guilty and you're spending your time thinking about this. And ultimately, that's just not how your energy should be spent, mental or physical. You should be focused on bigger things in your life. You know, when you're dating somebody and you're really with somebody and they make you happy, it should feel easy. You know what I mean? It should flow. You guys should be able to talk together, communicate together easily. That's what the fuck you want. So I'd say put this down. Learn your lessons from this. Break up if, you know, it sounds like you already are broken up, but really reflect on what went wrong and what didn't and not with the, the mindset of trying to fix it. You know what I mean? Do it the other way. Do it not with the mindset of fixing it, but going forward. Here's the next email. I would love if you answered this on the Patreon episode Thursday. It's called Fuckboy Advice. Join the fucking Patreon, folks. It's five bucks a goddamn month. I'm always saying it's the price of a fucking latte. Cheaper. You know, jump on, get those fucking bonus episodes. There's an extra one every single week, and you get to support the show. Um, the last, what's it called? The last Patreon episode actually came out for free. You can go listen. It's me and Erica Spear. I thought it was one of our best episodes of the show yet. So you should go check that out and go fucking join. Um, this one's called, I'd love if you answer this on the Patreon. I've been a longtime fan since the very beginning. I've been hooking up with a guy for a little while, and he wants to stop using condoms. We are very casual, so I told him if he's fucking girls, other girls, I don't care, but we have to use condoms. He swears he's not fucking anyone else. I'm having a hard time believing him, but the other girls, about the other girls because of one situation. But other than that, until this moment, I never even thought he was with anyone else. We had a talk last week about how he wants a threesome, and he said he... Good man. And he said he had a late night chat with this other girl and she's interested in having a threesome with me and him. I assumed this meant I assumed this meant he was also fucking her, but when I brought it up, he swears the discussion with her was over Snapchat because she lives a few hours away but was willing to drive up for a threesome, which by the way, I told him I'm not cool with the threesome and he was super understanding about it. Well, there goes my fucking boner. She goes, "So my question is, you know, but I'll, you know, if, you, if you're not into it, you're not into it. It is what it is. You don't have to feel bad about that. Do you think a guy would want to not use condoms so badly that he would straight up lie about something like this? Do you think he realizes that if I get an STD, it'll, he'll, it'll, I'll obviously know he's a liar? The truth is probably somewhere in the middle. It's probably one of two things. He either fucked this girl a long time ago. They still snap back and forth. You know, People, people snap around. Um, or he's being honest and they haven't fucked before and... You know, they just Snapchat and he they, they, they're down to have a threesome. But here's the thing. You said no to this. So it does. It sounds like it doesn't really even matter. What's the point? What's the point of you said you don't want to have a threesome. So now you're just going. But is he fucking that other girl? That's essentially what your email is. And the, the, what, what's the point of knowing? He, he said it himself. She lives hours away. You know, 
You also told him that he can fuck other people. So what's the issue here? You're just worried about the condom thing. Just just make sure he knows, hey, man, if I get an STD, this is what you should do. Say, so just so you know, just so we're completely clear, if I get a fucking STD, I'll know 1,000% that it's from you because you're the only dude I'm fucking right now. And don't let that happen. Don't fucking slip up. All right? So stay strapped. Keep that fucking rubber on you. Even when you're sleeping. I don't care. Stay protected. You know what? Wear a cross just in case. So... That's what I would do if I were you. I would just make sure that if you're worried about the line not being clear, make the fucking line clear. All right. Let's jump into one last email. Um, which one should we do here? Let's do the the chase. Hey, Lev. This sounds like a fucking uh, Charlie Sheen movie. <laughs> hey, Lev. I love your podcast and I listen to it religiously every Monday. I wanted to talk to you about the chase. I'm 20, turning 21 in less than a month. And this guy I've been going on dates with, he's 23, he's super hot and smart and set in his career. He's really into me and I'm into him too. Did I mention the sex is insane? But I am leaving for a five-ish month internship across the country. There you go. Now we got an email. She goes, he's made comments about wanting to be official and I would if I wasn't leaving. I want to be cool about it and I also think that me leaving is adding to the chase of getting me. No matter how old we get, that's still a thing, right? How do you tell the difference between a good chase and playing games? Because I don't want it to come off that way. Thanks a lot, and I hope you get a chance to read this. I say be single while you're on this fucking internship and just tell them, I really hope that we can reassess and come back to this once I'm back. And let's keep talking and having fun, but live your life right now. you know, And, and really do your best to be honest with yourself about those boundaries and don't get jealous and, and do it that way. But I don't think this is a, has anything to do with the chase. Leaving for five months in a guy's head, that's like also leaving for five years. You know what I mean? That's, that just means, yeah, maybe we'll see you. So you can't really keep the chase up that much. It's like comparing the numbers billion and trillion in your head. It's just the same thing because they're both so big. Five months is a huge amount of time away from a dude. you know. But hopefully five months from now, you both line up in that same place of, yeah, whatever happened with her. And you want to you know, keep it going. That's really all you can hope for. That's the honest answer. Um, I said that was going to be the last email, but this is actually going to be the last one. I wanted to read this to you guys. Um, this is from, this one's called Cancer and Dating. Hey, man, I messaged you a while back about dating after being in remission from lymphoma. I matched with a lady on Bumble, and when we were planning the date, I mentioned what I went through and sent a photo myself. Just for background, this guy emailed in a while ago, and uh, he said that he was going through fucking cancer treatments. And he was afraid of like getting back out there. He, you know, he lost it. He shaved his head, et cetera. He didn't know if he should bring it up. He was nervous about it. I told him to get the fuck out there. So um, I sent her a photo. I said, if she wasn't interested, I'd totally understand. She responded, telling me that I was gorgeous and said, any girl that wouldn't date me because of such a stupid reason wasn't worth it anyway. And she's hot. So on the third date, we had sex and it was great. I'm glad I got back out there so soon post-cancer. I needed it. Thanks for the advice a while back on that Patreon episode. My brother, I'm not fucking surprised. You know, I already sent you a response email, but I just want to let you know. Not surprised at all. Good fucking work. Good luck. It takes balls to fucking conquer things you're afraid of. And good for you. And I hope that you keep doing this and I hope you keep fucking living this way. Fucking cheers to you, man. For real. And uh, that's the episode, folks. I love you. I appreciate you tuning in. You know, share it online. Take a second. Leave that five-star rating. Join the Patreon. Show some fucking love. Go get a t-shirt. They're sexy. They're beautiful. Get a fucking hoodie for the summer that you can do acid in and roll around in the fucking grass at Coachella or whatever. But 
Most importantly, look out for that short that's dropping today. There will be a link in my Instagram and my YouTube. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Show some fucking love. Share this short. Because you know what? I'll be honest. I skipped sending it to the fucking networks and the TV people and going, do you want to develop this into it? I just want to give it straight to the fans. I just want to give it straight to you guys. And maybe I'll learn that's a fucking terrible idea. You know? But I want to see what happens. I want to see how far it can go. So if you can, I hope you guys enjoy it. And if you do... Show some fucking love. Send it to a couple people. You know, post it on your Facebook or whatever. And other than that, I love you guys, man. Cheers. I hope you have a fucking great week. Let's bring that good energy in. And, uh, you know, discipline August. Let's do this. Let's rock. dark darlings hopefully you've been enjoying our latest videos we're a small crew here at something scary so we have to make sure that the work that goes into our episodes gets done in order and on schedule so that's why i want to tell you about our sponsor monday.com monday.com is an online teamwork platform that keeps your team connected from anywhere i really enjoy the visual ease of using monday.com It helps banish the demons of confusing email chains or who's doing what and by when. It helps make sure everyone is aligned and on the same page. One of the things that I enjoy the most about Monday.com is that it's customizable. So it feels like it could fit any type of collaboration or industry. Build confidence within your team and reach every goal with ease. Visit Monday.com to start your free two-week trial.